Hey, I'm Alex. Hey, I'm Colin. And we are the Fun Sons. In the Slam Dungeon. Sup, dudes. Fun Sons in the Slam Dungeon. This week, we got Party Cannon all the way from Scotland. These dudes were a super fun hang. And remember, no, you're a fucking dafty. Anyways, let's get down to it. Hey, what's up, guys? Fun Sons in the Slam Dungeon. We're uh, we're here with some Scottish dudes in the back alley of, of Lost Lake. Yeah, I feel like I'm about to get stabbed. Anyways, uh, <laughs> how you guys doing? Party Cannon. Yeah, uh, not bad, man. How good goes it? Denver. Good, good. Yeah, man. First time in eight years. Second time ever. Yep. Oh yep. shit. Yes. So it's been a while. 2015. Fuck. I'm 32 now, and I think it was 23 last time we played. Oh wow. <laughs> So it has been quite a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Definitely getting that way. So, how did Party Cannon start? Oh, I'll try to give you the condensed version because there's a lot of. Uh, <laughs> this guy was in that band, and then that guy was in that band, and he didn't like this guy. So, uh, yeah, so basically. He held the R band drama into <laughs> other bands. Yeah, uh, so Party Cannon uh, kind of formed from the actions of two local bands in the form of. One called Psychoanalysis, which I was in, which is kind of more like techy melodic band, and one called Disfigured Insane, which had like, which more like a kind of death thrash band. So basically, back in like 2009 or 10, I kind of like got the whole like melodic black out type thing. I was like, yeah, it's fine one time, but I like disgorge and dance pieces. Oh and fuck then, yeah! Yeah, but the guys in this other band, uh, it was pretty much a full band. Like our original vocalist drummer guitars and yeah we're like we don't want to be in a band with a bass player anymore we want to play like real stuff so like, okay we got an other let's kind of get going that way and we started off as like a band called catatonic phonology which i don't even know what that really means and all we really did was trade like guitar profiles back and forth and i just named them ridiculous things because i i was really into like power violence and like alt rock and stuff which all had like ironic song titles like oh i didn't do it so before we even had the name Parican, we had songs like There's a Reason You're Single, Battle Inspire Man, things like that, like all the like, OG stuff. Like and, Tasty. Uh, like Tasty. Uh, so that's a deep cut right there. Uh, we've heard it, yeah. So we were just like talking and then our singer told us a story about he bought this thing called a party can and it just didn't work. He spent like 15, he spent like 15 You You want to come in? Yeah. Oh, no, I was just wondering what everyone was. Oh. I was going to just come, all right, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> so, take a seat. Take a okay. seat. Give him the orange story. Go. If you want yeah. to. I'm, I'm just going to go mingle. Yeah, okay. 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 But yeah, so uh, singer Stoney, uh, who is still in a band. He's just been promoted to studio member, but that's coming That's coming soon. Uh, yeah, he uh, told this elaborate story about he spent £15 on a single to party again, and it just didn't work. But the way he told the story, there was so much build-up and anticipation. And it just didn't work at all. We were like 18, we thought it was hilarious. So like, Jack went, Party Cannon should be a song title. And I went, no, that's the band name. That's literally how that went down. And yeah, so uh, 2010, played the first gig, Newcastle. Uh, just kind of snowballed from there. Kicked a few members out, repeatedly. Uh, got a few <laughs> new members in. Yeah, now we're here. Yeah, this current lineup is just so tight. Solid. Solid. You guys and played such a killer set. And you guys played a, a very important set. It was the 
what, 10-year anniversary of Partied in Half. It sure was. It sure was, the lab. So The best work yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of that EP, um, that EP has, like, some of the goofiest, like, death metal album cover I have ever seen. Absolutely. Just a guy just sitting there <laughs> with, like, half his body missing and then just, like, a bunch of confetti coming out of it. How did you guys get the idea for that? So the guy on front cover, he's Jack, he's our original guitar player, he wrote a song called Party in Half, and he just texted me one day being like, oh, the cover for Party in Half should be a guy cut in half and confetti coming out as, instead of organs. And I had to like sit back like, Jack, that's a fucking great idea. That's like genius. That's like actually genius. Like, what the fuck? You, Jack, are you okay? How did you, how did you just like, text me that? <laughs> is this even real? Yeah, like, what is that? Because like, no disrespect to Jack, but he, we used to just text, text each other shit all the time. Like, just terrible ideas, like, on purpose. But he texted me, I was like, what the fuck, man? That's a good idea, we're gonna do this. I really do things like Tom Safini and, like, B-movies and stuff like that, like, things with practical effects, so like the 80s. Mm-hmm. So, me and our singer, we went online and we researched how to build, like, a fake torso and things like that, and how to, like, make it look like he's been cut in half. Are we doing a drum circle, or? Oh, I don't know, we're doing a podcast. I didn't bring my it's okay, man. We're good. <laughs> jump in, jump in. Like, come and join us if you want. Yeah, yeah. He thought we were doing drugs, yeah. and now he's disappointed. <laughs> but yeah, so Colorado, Colorado. We got the weed here. <coughs> yes, you do. Yeah, Thank so, God. Yeah, so we built a fake torso, and we built like a platform and stuff to like um, hide his legs under. So Jack was really flexible all the time. So he's literally bent in half. It's like back Holy his angles are pretty much like touching his head. And what we did was. Our singer Stoney at the time worked at this art space type creative like youth center thing. So we just snuck in after hours and used like a photo set. And uh, I brought my good camera along, but I ran out of charge while I was doing it. So we ended up just taking the photo on like an iPhone. Oh shit. I had to take a hundred times because my thumb kept being in the fucking picture. <laughs> 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 yeah. So we built like a fake torso, we cut like a hole in the back of a t-shirt, put like wires around and stuff. Like stuffed it to look like it had like an actual like base and things, just filled with confetti. But yeah. That was it. That was it, Ben. History's made. Ten years later, here you are promoting the album. What was it like playing Denver after all these years? Oh, it was fucking great, man. Like, this is the first day of our tour. So, we're like, we've been desperate to get back to Denver. Like, literally every day, someone would be like, come back to Denver, come back to Denver, come back to Denver. So, every time we'd be back on tour, we'd be like, hello, agent, can we please play Denver? Like, oh, it doesn't really work out. This written, not that, this written here. Like, okay, next time. So, when they asked if we would do like a headline tour, like, right, Denver. Starting Denver, please Denver. Has to be Denver. <laughs> and you're here, and it's the second of Monday night, like pretty packed. Yeah, that place got it. pretty packed for a Monday night. Yeah. Yeah. Go for my Yeah. Oh, great. It's amazing to be back. Yeah. Uh, quite, quite a lot of people from 2015 when we came here don't seem to live in Denver anymore, which is a bit of a shame. But we also reconnect with a lot of like old guys and stuff. So it's great. Yeah, like James from Nephrectomy. Yeah, big James. I think uh, we stayed with James when we were here in 2015. Sure did. Twenty seventeen house. He obviously played with us at Bar Bar. Yep, with Nephrectomy. Yep. Shout out James, shout out Nephrectomy. James, we miss you, buddy. Yeah. Just got married, you fuck. Hope you're doing well, brother. Be safe. Lo- he's loving that life in Seattle now, man. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So then, um, how did the creation of the Party Cannon logo come to be? Because, honestly, I see you guys on, like, a lot of, like, festival flyers. You got all of these bands with, like, these fucking illegible as shit logos, and then there you guys are with the, the colorful logo, and it just pops out. I'll let Chris <laughs> tell the story, but 
I would like to say that very much like a lot of things that the band does, it's like, here's a stupid idea, let's just do it, and then it really works out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like falling upwards. I love it. So, I mean, we didn't do it to be like clever at marketing. Like, if I was that good at marketing, I probably would have worked with a 95 desk job, right? Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, we just said fire cannon, then we thought about it, like, okay, it needs to have this kind of logo. And it wasn't even like, kind of like anti statement or anything, it was just, we just did it. That's the logo. That fits. Cool. Let's go for it. Then, played a few gigs. It, w- it went viral on Reddit like a few times, but then it went really viral in like end of 2015 when we played Barry Death Fest. Mm-hmm. Some guy took the Barry Death uh, flyer where we, w- we were actually monochromed like the rest of the band. He just recolored it and put it on Reddit and it just blew up. And that was it. <laughs> Everyone knows that logo. There's like universities in the UK that teach uh, include a logo as part of the marketing course and things like that. There's books about marketing that include chapters about the logo. It's I fucking like, dumb. What the fuck is that? Yeah, there was a TEDx talk in Glasgow. Someone sent us a photo from the crowd and there's <laughs> a logo behind this person giving this presentation for a fucking TEDx talk. My friend Dan. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> really? What the fuck? That's fucking awesome. My friend Dan from Unfamily Nation, he works for like a bank or something like that. But he had a meeting about like marketing and someone brought up the logo and he's like, fuck this. <laughs> like, fuck this. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> so, yeah, it's. it's like a lot of things that we've done there's some idea of that is funny we find it funny we'll try it mm-hmm. it's like falling upwards a lot of the time things just seem to work really well somehow <laughs> and uh with this lineup on this uh, current tour any uh process behind how you picked the bands for this yeah lineup? how did how did this lineup come to be in this tour all these bands have been amazing too. Oh, yeah, every totally. single band killed it. As soon as inoculation started, I was like, this full tour set is just going to push every single night and it's going to be silly. Yeah. Every night's just going to be dumb. So it might have changed a bunch of times. Originally we had circulation inspired and they eventually had a drop. So the tour was going to be announced like ages ago, so we got pushed back. We had Peeling Flesh and Inoculation. And then Peeling Flesh also got offered a Chester Grin tour. It's like, right, cool, you need to do that. <coughs> so then we got a... Uh, in that trauma, like, what the fuck is this gonna be? Like, so we had like a list of bands we all thought were sick as fuck, and it was just kind of like, cool, who's available, who's not available. But uh, I'm glad it worked out the way it did, because I uh, love the other bands. Uh, it's cool to play with bands who sound a bit different from you and bring in like different crowd and stuff. Yeah, like, cause, okay. uh, Yeah, it's like we, we've been doing it a lot recently. Uh, obviously, Bro Deathblow and Slams like, and Grindcore is like my thing, but uh, we've been doing like technical bands and like melodic bands and stuff, and they bring like a different crowd. I think just with the logo stuff and the kind of stat, the status, air quotes, part kind of have, people from a different audience are more likely to give us a chance and kind of find out and like death metal. So I think it's a good way to kind of reach people without like taming down what we do. So it's fun to have like a very tour package like that, have different people come in because Unidad and the Northwestern also have an own fan base as well. So it's going to be like a nice tour for everybody to reach like new audiences and it's still like extreme each band. So there's a lot of crossover there and a lot of like differences to kind of around here. There's something for everybody. Yeah, exactly. There you go. There you go. Yeah, after seeing Inoculation, I had to pick up one of the records they had at their merch table. Absolutely. Vinyl records. Yeah. You guys have some really cool merch. Uh, any, like, any shout-outs you want to give to the artists that have uh, so, uh, done a lot of this? The artist we usually use is Gagel Guzik. He does most of our artwork. So quite a few designs are on sale today as Gagel Guzik. But we also had a guy called Rory to the core. Uh, Rolling Pets, who he did the anniversary t-shirt. And, graphics uh, Fix. Graphics Fix, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, that's his business name. And uh, we had Serpent Tusk Design in Ireland do the 
push it in half the thing, which is fucking awesome. He's worked for like Gore and Trivium and things like that. So uh, there's quite a few artists there. But uh, yeah, those are my guys, all good guys. I would definitely recommend working them. Yeah, if you see them on this <coughs> tour, make sure to pick up some merch. Yeah, no, yeah they got some yeah. sick merch. I picked up a shirt. I think we picked yeah. up the same shirt. Yeah, I got a okay. shirt and I got one for my roommate. That's very appreciated. Very appreciated. Yeah. We're a long way from home, so it does help. Absolutely. Every every penny counts, basically. Yeah. Well, yeah. Dude, the, the amount of things that have cost us more than we expected just in the last <laughs> few days has been fun. So you guys, um, you guys came in. What was it? Saturday. Saturday and Sunday. So. Okay. Did you guys do any sightseeing out here or do anything fun? So obviously you're from Saturday, I arrived first and booked into a hotel and the first thing I did was go walk to find a 7-Eleven because I wanted some root beer. Didn't even get any root beer man, they just mocked me for asking they had root beer. It's like root beer and he said something like... Aurora? Aurora? That's like, Aurora? And I'm like, no do you guys have any root beer? Aurora? And I was like, I'm really sorry man, maybe it's my accent, like root beer? Aurora? And I was no, it's okay, thank you. And I went to look <coughs> in the fridge, man, and I heard him shout something to someone else and then, like, just completely, like, kill himself laughing, like one of those big, infectious, roaring, ah, this guy's an idiot. And I just, like, felt really self-conscious in that moment. Like, I don't know what he's saying. I can't say anything about it. But anyway, I bought a couple of brisk lemonades and some tackies, burned my fucking mouth off, and I went to the dispensary. Hell yeah. So, yeah, I did some sightseeing. Yeah, it was quite fun. Uh, you know what I find really strange over here? I'm yes. totally divulging here. I was telling the guys that I went to the dispensary and then I went back to the hotel room and I was just trying to find something on the TV, just chilling until Daryl turned up because he was the next to arrive because uh, he was sharing a hotel room with me. So I was trying to stay awake to let him in. Anyway, I had the TV on and a lot of the, like, the healthcare adverts, especially the medicine adverts that you guys get, are like are such a crazy jarring difference in the messages because to start off with it's really positive and it's like yeah take yeah. suit effects for your health it'll help with your heart rate and, whatever and then, else, it's, right? and then, then it's, like two minutes later do not take suit effects if you breathe if you like <laughs> oxygen this will kill you yeah it's like <laughs> may cause permanent scarring to your full body yeah, may cause third degree burns <laughs> yeah it's like it's who like who the fuck is buying this but the music's so peaceful and, and everybody's fun. happy everybody's like <laughs> yeah. having a great time you know Skipping I've never had an erection in my adult life <laughs> yay yeah what? and it's like side effects may include death <laughs> we, we had a similar thing last year when we came in uh, we all got a hotel and we're all tired as fuck and I went right let's just put on some mental American TV to see, uh, see how it is and we turned on just like random channel first thing I just pushed on on the TV and it was these people having a debate about daylight savings and uh, so I was like I want to do away with it and they started just chatting stop the clock stop the clock and, uh, and so was, like, just, trying to ban daylight savings he, he called it the, sun, the sunlight protection act and they're having like a pro- <laughs> they had like a proper heated argument about it. <laughs> it's, so it's, it's just the fact that we're all sitting there like fuck like, okay let's put on something insane and see what happens and I just I didn't even choose the channel and search it. I just pushed on. You just on turned it, it on and then there that it was. was. The first thing <laughs> that was it. The that Sunlight was it. Protection Act. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm so bizarre, man. Bye, man. I'll see you. See you. It was bizarre as fuck. It's always bizarre, but I think that's the thing about when you go travelling to like different countries. You find these little things that are similar in the sense that obviously there's adverts on TV in Britain, but they're not quite as jarring with the messaging, I must admit. <laughs> Maybe that's maybe like down to being more lax about what they have to reveal about side effects because I think a lot of the adverts in the UK just basically say see the leaflet before taking or speak to your GP or whatever. 
I just, I don't know, man, something about it just caught me off guard. Like, the, this really nice, positive, happy melody jingle after you've seen all these happy families and then just a voiceover essentially talking about all the bad things that will happen if you take it. And all the side effects are like 200 times speed, so you can barely <laughs> hear it. Oh. Oh, these ones were like jarringly clear. May cause death, injury, <laughs> unenjoyment, low heart rate, low blood pressure, brain damage. <laughs> Death. I like wow. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So, I getting back to music, uh, any favorite cities that you guys are uh, excited to get back to on this tour? Or any cities you're excited to play for the first time? Yeah. If there's any of those stops. Yes, yeah, sure. We're going to Cupertino for the first time, so that'll be cool. That'll be pretty badass. I think Vegas will be fun again. Get to the Pentacle guys. Yeah, that'll be cool. That'll be cool. Vegas um, is awesome. Yeah, Vegas has always been fun. But genuinely, the most exciting one for me was actually coming back here because I just remembered Bar Bar being fucking insane and being like right if, if it's anywhere near as silly as that show was like from venue choice to like people just coming out and being silly like I loved the idea of coming back to Denver it's great yeah that was like that was a top priority for us too yeah as Chris and said before we get a lot of messages about it so it and how would sense. you how would you compare tonight's performance to the Bar Bar one Oh, we definitely played better this time because uh, we had no fucking idea what was happening back then. We were kind of like, we had played like a few European gigs at that point, then did any like mega turn, been like, okay, go to the US for three weeks. Like, fuck, what the fuck's happening? So, yeah. It was a big step, wasn't it? Uh, but it was great. It was good, it was good. Uh, yeah, it was definitely, definitely a bit green back then, but we weren't it. It was a very good lineup as well, it was like cardiac and classic ejaculation. So, yeah, it was just a mad experience. Whereas tonight it was like, <coughs> feel more kind of like right we're in control of this don't know what's happening the yeah. crowd's here for us you know I mean yeah. even the fact that Craig and I were playing guitars that neither of us had played today tuning them up and restringing them like an hour before we played and we still managed to get through the set pretty well yeah nearly it sounded great Craig's guitar was fucking really good tonight absolutely that triple rectifier sounds fucking ridiculous thank you very much Oscar yeah cheers, and cheers that, guys, guys. you guys have looked cheers. after us so much cheers. so um the Blow up beach balls. What is your guys' budget every night? Oh, too much, man. <laughs> too, too much. much. Absolutely too much. I, I haven't even told the guys this yet, but I actually emailed Intex, you know, the company that makes all the inflatables, <laughs> asking if they would have some, like, any interest whatsoever in some sort of business partnership. Or even, like, giving us access to a trade account, because we spend so much anyway. Like, why not support us? We know that they supported a festival that we played in Europe, because the Intex factory is, like, next to where they put it on. Um, <laughs> Terry Fest, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was. So they, they were telling us that they were sponsored by Intex, so they just get inflatables given to them when the festivals are on and like lots of like custom shit. So I was like, I'm going to ask and see if there's any chance they're interested. Needless to say, there's been no email back yet. <laughs> they're just like, yeah, next. But I mean, it's just in a pile. We'll get to it. Oh, genuinely, I would love to see that. I'd buy some stuff off the merch site. But even if it was just like, we don't expect anything custom, unless you want to, but see if we can buy beach balls for a couple of quid less and we know we're getting good ones. And we can put your logo somewhere and like put like some fucking whatever advertising material. How cool is that for your brand? Let's, let's be honest, that's, that's that's cool. It's good business. Yeah. I'm hoping so, but we'll see. They've ignored us so far. So I then, think it might be worth asking Danny. Definitely. Anyway, definitely. sorry. So then, you, do you guys have like a stockpile of those beach balls, or like do you got to stop everywhere and? Oh, we've got, we've got a big stockpile, we've got a big stockpile, like, yeah, I sit and map out how many beach balls we need for each gig, and stuff like that, and, <laughs> it, That's yeah. a genuine thing. It's, like, so much, so much. Like, <laughs> think, how many have we got in the van at the moment? So, a bunch of, like, <laughs> ten, like, they've ten beach balls for each gig, so, that's, uh... Two hundred. 
around 212, 11 whales and 5 giant stingrays. People bring their own inflatables as well, so it's always Yeah, there's a couple people in there that brought yeah. inflatables. Somebody threw a donut on my head during the set, and I just kind of just ran into everybody on the sides of the pit. <laughs> They're like just, a bumper car. Yeah, just bumper car, just spinning in circles. And, uh, <laughs> that, was, that was a lot of fun to see. But, uh, how much space do all the inflatables take up in the tour, man? <laughs> Too much. Too much. It's a fucking liability to be around. <laughs> you put a wormhole last year and I was like, sorry Sanjay, I've got a thousand inflatables to send your house. <laughs> and they need and all the CDs. And they need to fit in the van, they're very important. <laughs> <coughs> like, see if we play our festivals and things? We played Damnation Festival in Leeds, which is like a four-stage giant fest of thousands of people in this like, uh, university. And uh, there's like, one stage is like death mode, and there's one stage is like post-rock, and one stage is kind of like serious black metal and things like that. And we released two whales. In the audience during our set, we were like the second or third band on today, so we played like 2 p.m. and the whales were still flying around at like 11 p.m. There's like this black metal band playing, and we just had whales in the audience. <laughs> like, yep, yep, we are, we are trapped in the Yeah. Okay. Any favorite gigs you guys have played over the years, or any favorite cities you guys like to play, like th throughout the world? Oh, I mean, Denver always comes up on that one, but. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah uh, no one would like to play again. Wurzburg. Oh yeah, Wurzburg. That was amazing. That's one of the first European gigs we ever did. That was the, the best gig I ever played when I was first trying out with the band. Yeah. That was yeah. just just a ridiculous night. Where was it? Wurzburg in Germany. Oh, so it's shit. like an underground venue, and you go under what looks like 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 an office building essentially, and um, down past the Loden Bay, and when you get inside it, there is a bar, there's a tattoo parlor, there's a skate park, and then there's the venue at the end. But you wouldn't know any of this. It's just like a tunnel. Holy shit. I, I mean, I didn't see any more than the bar. I saw a little bit of the tattoo place in the venue. I've heard there's a skate park in there. That may be unconfirmed. Oh, no, I saw, I saw a skate park. You, yeah, the skate park know. was in the same room as the tattoo studio. Oh, was it in the same bit? Yeah, right, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. Uh, skate parks may be like a strong term, but they had like ramps and like bowls and stuff there. I mean, that's, that's enough. Yeah. So, as you can imagine, pretty fucking cool place. Um, and we played there twice. We did, yeah. Twice. But like the first one was, I just started helping the guys out before I'd really joined the band. They asked, can you come and do a tour with us? We need a guitarist. It's like, sure, sounds funny. So we played Dumfries. Hey Chris, can you jump up for a second? Go, go, yeah, no problem. Do you guys need a hand? Yes. Do you guys need a hand? No, 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 we're good. Uh, not, uh, at least not right now. Yeah, that sounds like an awesome venue though. I've, it was pimping, really pimping. Man, I've only been to outside of the country once and I went to Germany in like mm -hmm. 2019 or something like that. Right, what about? For a black metal festival in uh, Munich. All right, okay. But uh, have you ever been to Backstage Munich? Or, I have not, man, no. That was a really interesting venue because they had an outdoor beer garden with like uh, trees and stuff with coverage and stuff. It was okay. beautiful. And they had like three amazing stages. The sound quality was top notch. Sounds really good. It was a really cool festival. But I think the closest I've been in that would have been like Berlin Death Fest. We played Berlin Death Fest a few times. That was pretty fucking sick. Or Death Feast in Germany. And I've, I've heard such great things about the venues all around Europe too. They have like such great like, architecture. In the right cities as well. A lot of it can be a. Uh, government funded, certainly like in France. That's why Hellfest is so big. They have like a massive grant from the art and culture side of money for the for the country. So they get like crazy funding. But it makes sense, like when you go to a festival, I've only been to Hellfest a few times. Um, 
kind of the last of the festivals that I went to before I started gigging quite a lot and uh, I, I just felt like the place was fucking incredible like just everything was so well organised like yeah. festivals in the UK are pretty thrown together that, that sounds really cheeky I don't mean it like that but the bigger festivals like especially the four or five day outdoor festivals like, you want a beer you need to go and stand in a queue for an hour and a bit and it's six or seven quid and it's like a warm can oh, Hellfest shit. was the first place I went as, as like a punter as the UK term would be as like a, like a patron and it was like you pay eight euros and you get two pints and a plastic jug you keep the jug and you can drink anything you want from it as long as you don't bring glass in and out the arena so if you had like all your alcohol at your tent, you just went and filled up like Jack and Coke. Fuck it, that's me all day. Okay. Like everything, just the little details where it's like, cool, you trust us, we're adults. We don't have to be molly coddled. Cool, it was really good. I, I, that's not to shit on other festivals. I get why there's all these precautions in place, but that was the big thing for me that, that I enjoyed the Hell Festival. So then uh, what's, the, uh, what's the music scene out in uh, Scotland like? It's good, it's really strong. Um, we see quite a lot of touring acts coming through and uh, we practice in a studio space that's essentially like like, a, um, like an industrial building. It's been repurposed. It was, um, or part of it is like kind of um, long-term storage. You know, like storage lots here. Mm-hmm. But if you imagine basically built into like a massive kind of warehouse building, um, almost all four floors of the building that we're in is all like rehearsal and recording spaces. So there's a lot of active musicians in Scotland and a lot of the time they'll be sharing rooms too. There's like four separate bands that share the room with us. Um, so it's, it's, it's pretty thriving. Um, Daryl, who's doing vocals for us at the moment, um, he's filling in because obviously Stoney's been promoted to studio member. Uh, Daryl actually plays in a band as well called Scordatura. Those guys were out here 2018, 2019 I believe. Um, and they also played Barbar. And uh, yeah. they said it was fucking silly fun. Like, just, just stupid vibes. Barbar's um, a great venue. Yeah. I've seen some good shows there. It just yeah. seems it's unhinged, like, in the right way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, very, very DIY. Um, nice dive atmosphere. Yeah. Just kind of grimy, that kind of... I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, but they're not yeah. too precious about people having fun. Right, yeah, exactly. Right. Amen, man. So, oh, yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, 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 don't be daft. So, um, you guys are working on a new album. Well, we've actually finished recording the album. It's off getting mixed at the moment. Oh, shit. I don't know how much I can say, but yeah, early next year. Okay, so it is coming. It yes. is coming. Oh, yes. Want to tell us a little bit about the recording process of that album, or is that still kind of... Sh- I, I can tell you that. Um, so, Stony. The original vocalist, still in the band, as I say, promoted to, to studio member. Um, he's taken a bit of a step back towards uh, live performances. Mm-hmm. So he's still, he did all the vocals for the new album. He's just finished tracking as well. Um, but myself, Craig, the other guitarist, and Chris, the bass player, and Martin, the drummer, all went to Fold Studios in Wales. They're quite infamous in the UK, especially for like doom bands and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've had a lot of really famous acts through it. Um, through their years, like early years, like the, the Stranglers were like one of the first bands that recorded there and stuff. So a lot of heritage, really, really cool v- uh, studio. Um, and Mike Bue, the owner and head tech, recorded us. So the drums over one weekend, a day of editing and stuff, um, just make sure they were happy with all the takes and then catching samples for anything else that might to get re-drummed or whatever, or, or a sample replacement. Um, and then we went down two weeks after, I think it was, and did 
I did two days recording guitar, Craig did two days recording guitar, and Chris did two days recording bass. Um, we quad tracked it, which was a fucking nightmare. So we had to play each song twice each. The bass wasn't double tracked, thankfully, I don't think, but basically Craig and I both recorded through two different amps each for oh, every song. Shit. Yeah, oh, wow. and it was so time consuming, but See when we heard like, even like unmixed back on the desk, it's like it's so fucking chunky. It just works really well. Hell yeah! Aye, so there, there, there was method to the madness, but it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. I think the first day I recorded, we were recording for about fifteen hours. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. I'm very excited to hear what you guys have cooking. Oh, I'm, I'm excited to hear it too, man. I think it's going to be pretty silly. Is it going to be along the same sound as the last album? You guys going in a different direction this time? Or? No, no real changes, to be honest, man. Just kind of doing what we do. Play really fast bits with lots of blasts and then really slow bits that decrease your IQ. Like, that's... It seems to work. Um, I say that as if, like, there's, there's nothing new on the album. We're, we're, we, when we do fast stuff, we try and push the speed. But we're also trying to get different kind of elements of all the other things that we bring into the music. <clears throat> a little bits of gore grind, a little bits of... Porno grind, thrash, fucking slam, actual brutal death metal kind of stuff, like even some techie bits, like just like making some dumb music basically and just enjoying it. Um, but there's a lot on there that uh, we spent a long time in the studio even just trying to learn and then play cohesively as a band because we wanted to be able to play all the songs well in the studio before we even thought about recording them. And then that way we were all on the same page as to like what, what it was going to sound like. Uh, we did a little bit of demoing, some pre-production stuff before it, but um, we left it so late to do because we were changing bits of the songs and like just trying to get it right. Um, we, we got the demos like the week before we went to record or something, so it was like there's not really much point in doing this. We don't have much time to then, like really analyse them. But that said, I really liked the pre-production stuff because I thought right, okay, I, I get a feeling that these songs will be good. I'll be good. I'm excited. Um, you guys would have heard one of the new songs tonight. We did, we yeah. did. So, working title Scat Warning. Uh, still just determining the name and stuff. But that's the first time we've played it for anybody. Ooh. Yes. Okay. Such a special occasion. Absolutely. Yeah. It has to be Denver. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like we're, we're not buttering you up when we say, like we used to get met, like we still do get messages pretty much every day, like you need to come back to Denver, come to Denver, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. it made sense. Well, looks like uh, we're nearing the end of the episode. We lost Chris, though. Yeah, he was probably away on important business. <laughs> it probably is important, but we'll, we'll let him do his thing. But we'll wrap this up right about now, though. Um, thank you so much for being a part of this. Thank Shout you. out to Chris. He's off doing band duty stuff. Being the band dad. <laughs> He's Shout the band out. dad. Yep. Shout out to the rest of the band members and all the rest of the bands on the tour. Yes, um, yes. Uh, any shout-outs you want to give before we... Uh, yeah. Uh, once again, thank you very much to Unidad Trauma guys. Thank you, Oscar, for the helping us out and uh, Garrett and the rest of the guys. Thank you for putting up with us. Thanks to Inoculation for jumping on the tour. Thanks to you guys for having us. Really appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate you. Thank you very much to the guy at Music Go Round who really looked after us this afternoon when we were very panicked about what equipment we were going to use and helped us out, sort us out with some guitar strings and straps and stuff. Like, really looked after us. So, thank you very much. I never caught his name, unfortunately. Music go around. Yeah, music go around store. Yeah, they were they were super super helpful. Alrighty, can't thank them more. Well, thank you very much. Um, good luck on the rest of your tour. Hope Thanks you have fun. 
and hopefully we'll see you next time you guys come around. Amen. Let's make it a date. Let's make it a date. Thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Party Cannon. Next week, we got Among the Bodies. That episode was fucking hilarious. I just about died recording it. I think Colin just about died too. Like, it was fucking hilarious. Can't wait to drop that. Anyways, thank you so much for your support. means a lot to us. After Among the Bodies, we have one episode left in this season. We are delaying it until December because we got a really big guest coming on the show. And in order to get them, it's going to have to be in December. It's going to be a Christmas episode. So look forward to that and watch our social medias to see who we got. Anyways, thanks again. And as always, we'll see you next time.